Welcome to the audio version of Bogard Press's Through the Bible Adult Study Guide. Being true to the Word, Bogard Press has aided in the discipleship of thousands for over 100 years. Of those 100 years, the Through the Bible Adult Sunday School literature has been a staple to many. Join us as we listen to the Through the Bible Adult Study Guide with writer Brother Mark Clements. So grab your Bible and let's get started. Today's lesson is entitled, Building the Tabernacle, from Exodus 36 through 40. The application is, the student will identify the dedication and sacrifice of Israel in building the tabernacle and dedicate himself to serving the Lord today. Seeking the context. Our puppy loves to be outside. Our backyard is not large and it is fenced in, so his play area is limited. After a few minutes of running around, we often catch him sitting and staring through the chain-link fence. I am certain he wants to roam outside the confines of the fence and discover new places to play. He is free to play in the backyard as much as he wants, but the fence is there for his own safety. The people of Israel had been set free from bondage in Egypt, but that did not mean they could live without limits safely. God introduced them to a new way of living which maximized their freedom and ability to satisfy their life's purpose. They were free to obey. Similarly, Jesus has set us free from sin and has welcomed us into a new way of living. We are free to obey God for His glory. This is true freedom. Moses interceded for the Israelites after they worshipped a golden calf. But when Moses saw the Israelites worshipping the calf, he threw down and broke the tablets of testimony written by the hand of God. The Bible records Moses spent much time communing with God. During these moments, Moses pleaded with God to show him his glory. Moses wanted to be reassured that wherever they went, God would lead the way. Exodus 33, 14-18 Equipped with new copies of God's commands and the assurance that God would go with him, Moses now prepared to lead the people in the construction of the tabernacle. Since the people were eager to worship God, their freedom would be channeled into constructive energy that complied with God's expectations in proper worship of Him. The people of Israel had experienced freedom like never before, and now Moses would guide their energy and resources in a manner that would glorify God. How are freedom and obedience connected? Searching the text. Number one, God's people give for His glory. Exodus 36, 4-6 And all the wise men that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came every man from his work which they made. And they spake unto Moses, saying, The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded to make. And Moses gave commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing. Moses gathered the people together and explained the law of God to them. He then challenged the people to contribute everything that would be needed in the construction of the tabernacle. The proper worship of Jehovah would require gold, silver, and bronze, 
Blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, linen, specific animal skins, acacia wood, oil, spices, incense, and precious stones. Moses encouraged everyone who was moved in his heart to give generously for the cause. Not only did Moses require material goods for the tabernacle, but he needed skilled laborers to fashion everything together precisely as God commanded. God had already prepared Bezalel and Aholiab with the ability to oversee the construction and design of the fine details required in God's tabernacle, Exodus 31, 1-6. Now Moses gave a general invitation to anyone who possessed similar skill to commit their time and energy for the project. The response of the people was overwhelming. A spirit of generosity compelled the people to bring so much that Moses was forced to command them to stop bringing gifts. God had been so good to the people and they honored his word so much that everyone felt moved to contribute. Of course, we must remember that Israel was wealthy in terms of material goods because God had given them favor in the eyes of the Egyptians. Their oppressors blessed them with many precious goods, Exodus 11, 2 and 3. I cannot remember a time in my life where God's people gave so much that they were asked to stop giving. When we consider how good God has been to us and how much he has blessed us, we should be compelled to contribute more than is necessary to do his work. The people of Israel were experiencing a spiritual revival and it showed in their giving. Everything we possess has been given to us by God, so it really belongs to Him. The question is whether we trust Him enough to provide our needs should we choose to give sacrificially. When our hearts have been transformed by the gospel, one way we demonstrate our faith is through cheerful giving. When we contribute to the work of God, whether to provide the needs of our church or to support missionaries, we participate in advancing God's kingdom and glorifying Him throughout the world. Why is it so important to give abundantly and cheerfully for God's glory? Number two, God's people obey precisely. Exodus 37, 1, 2, 17, and 25. And Bezalel made the ark of Shittim wood. Two cubits and a half was the length of it, and a cubit and a half the breadth of it, and a cubit and a half the height of it. And he overlaid it with pure gold within, without, and made a crown of gold to it round about. And he made the candlestick of pure gold. Of beaten work he made the candlestick, his shaft and his branch and his bowls, his knops, his flowers were the same. And he made the incense altar of shittim wood. The length of it was a cubit, the breadth of it a cubit. It was four square, and two cubits was the height of it. The horns thereof were the same. All the gold that was occupied for the work and all the work of the holy place, even the gold of the offering, was twenty and nine talents and seven hundred and thirty shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary. And the silver of them that were enumbered in the congregation was a hundred talents and thousand seven hundred and threescore fifteen shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary. Exodus thirty nine thirty two. Thus was all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation finished. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So did they. God's people obey precisely. 
Moses and the leaders collected all the goods donated by the people and then got to work. The people whom God prepared for constructing the tabernacle and its elements put their hands to good use in the exercise of their abilities. The gold donated for use in construction was 29 talents and 730 shekels, which, according to some estimates, totaled more than 2,200 pounds. The silver donated is estimated to total more than 900 pounds. These, along with the other precious contributions, were placed in the talented hands to construct the tabernacle and its elements exactly as God prescribed. The Ark of the Covenant, table, candlestick, incense altar, altar of burnt offering, and the tabernacle itself was built to the precise specifications given by God. Israel did exactly as God commanded Moses. God's word does not tell us that anyone inserted their own designs or ideas into the construction plan, but they followed God's blueprints. When it comes to obeying God, there is right and wrong with no middle ground. Our world has mostly abandoned the idea of moral absolutes and has left it up to the individual to determine what is right or wrong. This leaves morality up to the subjective interpretation of flawed creations who make decisions based upon emotions. Thankfully, God has not left us to determine on our own how to live, but has given us precise guidance in His Word. We are blessed by God with 66 books of the Bible which teach us both prescriptively and descriptively how to live in a manner that glorifies God. We are not free to insert our own ideas or opinions into God's Word, nor do we have the authority to decide which portions of God's Word we will obey and which portions we will ignore. We exist to glorify God with our lives. We do this best when we discover our gifts and commit to use them diligently for Him. How can you make sure you obey God's will accurately? Number three, God abides with His people. Exodus 40, 34, and 35. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation, because the cloud abode thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The work was completed. God instructed Moses to begin putting up the tabernacle on the first day of the first month. When the time came, Moses erected the tabernacle frame and covered it with the tent. He placed the tablets of the testimony inside the Ark of the Covenant and placed the Ark inside the tabernacle behind the veil. He arranged the table, bread, lampstand, altars, incense, basin, and outside court exactly as God commanded. Exodus 40, 16-33 Everything was done exactly as God had prescribed, proof of which is seen in what happened next. Moses burned incense and sacrificed a burnt offering and grain offering as God commanded. Then the glory of God filled the tabernacle. The cloud that had guided the children of Israel by day settled over the tabernacle and no one could go near, not even Moses. God was pleased to dwell in the midst of his people once they expressed their faith in him as seen in their obedience and sacrifice. The book of Exodus ends by telling the reader of God's presence in the tabernacle, which led them throughout all their journeys. God's glory in the tabernacle became the Israelites' daily focal point. If they saw God's cloud lift from the tabernacle, they prepared to move. 
Otherwise, they stood daily in awe of his presence, seen as a cloud by day and fire by night. God is still with us. We do not erect tabernacles any longer since the system foreshadowed the work Jesus would do for all mankind on the cross of Calvary. Now that Christ has come, when a person places faith in Jesus, God seals him with the indwelling Holy Spirit. He is the glory of God who dwells within him always. Like the Israelites were privileged to stand daily in awe in the abiding presence of God at the tabernacle, we should also stand in awe at the abiding presence of God in the person of the Holy Spirit within our earthly bodies. As the Israelites watched daily for the activity of God in the tabernacle, which directed their movement toward the promised land, we should pay close attention to the convicting power of the Holy Spirit within us as we journey like pilgrims on this earth. The Apostle Paul reminded the churches in Galatia that if they were to live according to God's will, they should keep in step with the Spirit instead of fulfilling the lusts of the flesh. Galatians 5.16 Pay close attention to the leading of the Holy Spirit. We have the most important task of all, namely, to make disciples for Jesus, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and to teach them to observe everything taught to us by Christ. In accomplishing this task, Jesus knew his churches would face uncertainty difficulty, and persecution. So before he ascended to the Father, he told them he would be with them always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 18-20 God is with us always in the person of the Holy Spirit who permanently indwells every child of God. How does it make you feel knowing God will never leave you? Setting the Application As we conclude this study of Exodus, remember the purpose of God in leading Israel to freedom. They were set free from slavery in Egypt, not just for their own benefit, but for the glory of God. God hardened Pharaoh's heart through the plagues to thrust God's people out of Egypt into freedom. God led his people through the Red Sea to show them his power and to exact justice on the king of Egypt. God allowed his people to experience hunger and thirst so he could demonstrate his power in miraculously providing food and water. God invited his people to participate in the construction of a tabernacle where they would worship him and experience his presence. All of these things God did to keep the covenant he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to bring his people to the promised land where he would be their God and they would be his people. Exodus 6, 2-9 God has set us free by His own power for His own sake. Jesus has purchased us and liberated us from the bondage of sin into spiritual freedom. We are not to use our freedom as a license for sin, but to yield in obedience to God. Yielding our lives to our Creator helps us experience true freedom. For in obedience to God, we find direction, joy, provision, and purpose. Today, we leave Israel in the wilderness, still looking forward to the promised land, but renewed in spirit by Jehovah's presence. Perhaps you feel like Israel today, wandering through a barren wilderness. Remember, we are sojourners and strangers on this earth while we look forward to heaven. What lies ahead on this journey is uncertain to us, but is known by God. He knows what we will face, 
He knows how to lead us safely through, and best of all, He is with us. We have been set free to follow Him through this uncertain world and proclaim His goodness for all the world to hear. How will your life declare God's glory for others to see? Thanks, Brother Mark, for sharing such great truth with us this week. Join us next week as we take another look at God's Word with Brother Mark. Don't forget to join us daily on our Through the Bible Daily Devotionals on our daily devotional blog at www.bogardpress.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.